Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, today's podcast is called What's Your Story? What's Your Story? And I'm asking this question because I want you to think about your journey with English. Now, most of you who come to me uh, for English classes, you don't come to me to say, oh, my English is great, I'm really happy with it, and I'm looking to move on to the next moment. Usually, the conversation begins with, mm, something's wrong, something's not right, I'm feeling there's a block, I can't get past to the next level, I can't move up. Or sometimes people tell me, I can't speak properly. And then usually there's some kind of negative affirmation, some kind of negative affirmation like, I know, I never will speak like a native. I have accepted that. And there's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of negativity. But my point is this, most of you who come to me don't seem to have any sense of achievement or goodness. You come to me with a sense of something's missing and your achievements are almost lost. I was talking to a guy the other day, he he got a seven in the IELTS, which is well, a good mark by most people's standards. It allowed him to immigrate. It allowed him to enter his college course. And I asked him, well, are you happy? And he said, mm, well, you know, I suppose it'll get me what I want. I said, what do you mean you suppose it'll get you what you want? You've been whining about this Mark Seven and IELTS for the last few months. I thought you would have some sense of joy about the whole thing. So my point is this. Um, your journey is very, very important. And I want you to take time to maybe think about what your story is with English. You know, when, when you enter into a new job or a new experience, or even a new relationship. It's all flowers and roses. And as you continue, there's, well, sometimes a few rough moments, up and downs, ups and downs. Uh, and then there's usually a story by the end of it. And you can look back and you can say, well, this is my story. I went through that. So I'm asking, what's your story today with English? What's been the highlights and maybe the things that, um, the things which haven't gone as well as expected? I'd like you to try to build a story about this. And if you are coming to classes with me, you can share what that story is. Um, we all have them. And for most of you, 
I think English is seen as a kind of negative thing because often you can't see your progress, you don't really see where you're going, and there's no end results where you walk away saying, okay, now my English is perfect, thank you everyone, uh, I'll take the flowers and leave. It's an ongoing thing. It's more of a life purpose. It's it's something which doesn't end once you start. And then you go down one road and you discover that, oh, I didn't know that was like that. And then you back out and you go down another road and you think, oh, it's a, but I thought this meant this and that meant that. And now nothing makes any sense to me. And again, you just continue. And if you are like that, it means that you're studying the wrong way. And most people do. Most people think the pathway into English is through a grammar book, because that's that's what we've been taught. That's the the basis of our society, you know, that you respect your way of learning, which usually comes from your past, from school. When you were handed a book, you were told to face the front, and that was it. I'm pleased to tell you, though, that that way is not really valid these days, that that way of learning through fear, through some kind of teacher with a stick who was going to hit you if you did something wrong, those days have gone. Learning is a much easier and softer path these days. So all you have to do is simply jump in and start speaking. You don't have to worry initially about why this word is in front of that and and why this adjective is classified as as an adjective when you think it should be an adverb. Um, This kind of stuff really isn't helpful. And those days are completely gone. It would be much better for you just to listen, repeat, slowly get some words together and start uttering as a baby does and build on that. If you have a native speaker living down the road or if you have a teacher uh, on the system, you start talking to them. And that is where you begin. But if you begin with, this book says that this is an adverb, this is an adjective, honestly, it's it's not going to be very exciting. I can tell you that. And I completely understand why you would be very, very bored, very quickly. So, again, what's your story with English? Are you the kind of person that's picking up the book, going to the library alone, studying it for an hour, then declaring that you've studied English for an hour? Or are you the kind of person that can walk into a crowded room, talk in English, and everyone loves you for it and has conversations with you? Because ultimately, that second example there is the person who's going to be able to learn English very, very quickly. Now, I'm not saying you have to rush away and join some English-speaking monastery, move to a mountain and sit there for three months. But what I am saying is that one hour of speaking 
is better than one week or one month of looking at a book and analyzing every single letter and making sure the I has a dot over it and then realizing that A can be A as well as R and I can be E. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying there. You know what I'm saying. So today, I want you to really reflect on what your story is with English. And you might be surprised if you change your attitude towards learning, you might suddenly see that moving away from a book is not such a bad thing. It can bring new people into your life. It can take you to new places. And all it takes is putting the book down and going to a language platform and finding yourself a language exchange partner. You know, I really love teaching people. And when I was young, it became very clear that I was very interested in the world of mental uh, health, mental healing, mental teaching, changing people's mindsets, helping them to get where they wanted to go. Initially, I thought maybe I would enter some kind of healing or health-related um, profession. I didn't know what that looked like. And then as time went on, it became clear that I just didn't know what I wanted. Um, just because you want to help someone achieve good mental health doesn't mean that they want it. And so I eventually found myself teaching because I had gone traveling, and English people who travel, they all know that they can make some money if they become teachers. And so my, my natural gifts about healing were all about helping people to equip themselves with what they needed to feel good. And I can do that with teaching in just the same way as I can do it with anything else. But, you know, the people I most admire are those students who find their own way. We're living in this world where the book says, oh, just read me, you know, English in two months, English in one month and a half, English in six weeks, if only you buy this book. And then you buy the book, of course, and six weeks later, nothing has changed, you know. And there are those who are brave enough to put away the books, to sit them down and realize that they can make their own pathway. They can create their own song, their own journey, and be happy with that. Who knows, maybe you'll be the next pioneer in learning or teaching English. And I say that because, you know, people like Steve Jobs, for example, with Apple, or when the internet was coming, or even with ChatGPT and AI, we heard this week that there's been really bitter fights in the boardroom with um, the CEO being fired and then brought back again. You know, when you have something in your hand, some idea to take the world higher, there's all kinds of things happen, all kinds of confusion. 
and only you, because it's your idea, can really learn how to step aside to let it flourish. So if you do have an idea about your way and you think your way is going to work, then do it. But I think you all must know that anything which promises you English in a couple of days probably isn't going to be the best. Something to think about there. But really, if you just leave yourself open to something like shadowing 20 minutes a day, very basic conversations 20 minutes a day, very basic writing 20 minutes a day from your mind. Write down, write a poem, you know, sit down, write a poem, um, write a short story. It doesn't matter how bad you think it is in English because the next time you do it, it's going to be better. Now, that's a very different thing from relying on AI to get it right. You're in control. Use your creativity. And if you give me that statement, oh, but Joseph, you know, I'm, I'm not a creative person. I'm logical. Well, fine. Use your logic. Come up with a thing that you think is going to help. But trust me, with a book for uh, your English journey and expecting that book to help you how to speak better isn't going to happen. So what's your story? I want to know and I want you to think about it. And today might be the moment when you choose to step outside of yourself, take that risk and just trust someone that your English is good enough to speak with them. So if you are someone who's sitting with a book right now with the curtains closed, it's time to fling them open, let the daylight in, and just pick up your headset, I think, get on the internet and talk to somebody. That's my advice. So there we are. What's your story with English today? You can drop me a note and let me know or tell me in your next class. See you. Bye.